Hello and welcome to Grace Unscripted, where we share stories of the people in and around Grace Church without any script, just real, raw conversations about life change through Jesus. I am your host, Audrey Wallace, and today's conversation is with Terry Doherty. And Terry's life, there's some trends that we heard in her story. She talks about loving children, loving your spouse, loving yourself in the way that God loves you, remembering that his blood is running through your veins. And she also really shares some beautiful, specific ways to pray. And she's just fearless. That's a a trend for her. She's got it tattooed on her arm. And she was certainly fearless in her faith in her story. Hey, Terry, welcome to Unscripted. Hi, thanks for having me. So glad that you're here. Also, thanks for bringing pumpkin biscotti and uh, a chai tea latte. So... Girl, got to have your coffee. You're you know, already your winning. Yes. So glad you're here. Okay, well, um, I love you, and <laughs> I feel like I hardly know you, so I'm excited to get into this story and just learn more about you. Okay. Um, but I want to rewind it to the beginning. Where do you come from? Where did you grow up? Uh, I am uh, born and raised in Ohio. Um, I have two amazing parents. I was raised in a Christian home, Mm -hmm. so um, knew who God was from day one. So um, if you go back a little further, um, my grandparents were founding members, excuse me, of um, the Akron Baptist Temple. Oh, wow. Over on Manchester Road. So my grandparents were actually in the school next door to the Baptist Temple where it stands now. Um, And that's where it all began was a classroom down in the basement of that school. And so wow. my grandparents were part of that founding church. So I was actually in church uh, when my mother was pregnant with me. Mm. So it's kind of funny. I grew mm-hmm. up in church. So, I mean, you think about what we've been going through as a church family together, looking back at our history and our mm-hmm. families and the cycles therein, mm-hmm. sounds like a good start for cycles for you. Yeah, it was a great is a great start for cycles. So my mom <clears throat> was raised in church, her family, her brothers and um, just had a really great biblical God-loving environment. Mm. Um, so and we always we talk about how where we come from and the things that we've been through and how when we were raised in church, um, I really think that people do the best they can with what mm. they have at that time. Mm-hmm. And so um Robbie and I, I work for Pastor Robbie, so Robbie and I laugh all the time that we're recovering Baptists. Mm. So, okay, <laughs> you, you can share, share in that. Got it. So, what yeah. does that mean for you? What do, what is uh, maybe we're jumping ahead here, but mm. what's the difference? Um, well, there's a lot of rules I felt that we grew up with, a lot of things that we could or couldn't do per se. And as you grow up, you realize that those rules were made by a person, mm. not by God naturally, Mm -hmm. but by a person who is trying to help you avoid maybe falling into temptation Mm -hmm. or falling away from God in a different area. Mm -hmm. So I was raised in church where we were taught that Jesus loves us very much, but there were just things that we shouldn't do. Um, And so I'm a firstborn. Uh, I'm a rule follower. Mm -hmm. I can hear my husband's head shaking right now laughing (laughs) on the other side of this radio um, because I am a rule follower. Uh, and I don't like to push the envelope because I would all, I was raised thinking, well, if I push the envelope, God might not love me oh, really? if I mess that up. Okay. Yeah. And it and again, it wasn't anything that I don't I don't think they ever said if you do this, this will happen. Yeah. It was just the internalization yes. of I just need to do well. Yeah. I need to do good for God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I'm a I'm a do gooder. So yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you so, do yeah. very well at that from my <laughs> experience with you. But do you, have you ever had time to reflect on that with your family members? Like, do you have siblings? I have a brother, um, and he uh, he and I don't talk much about that. He kind of has decided as his upbringing that he just does his own thing. Okay. So, um, and it's a touchy subject with my parents only because they are very well immersed in a church and it's a great church, mm-hmm. but it was a, a branch of that church. Mm-hmm. And so as older people, um, you know, I'm older now. I can, mm-hmm. I'm an older person. I'm mm-hmm. 53. Um, but they're in their late 70s. So those things are hardwired for mm-hmm. them. And so it's we have great conversations yeah. about it. Um, the Some of the stuff that Jeff and Josiah have been teaching about, mm-hmm. I do talk to my dad about. And that is a very... It's a very hard for him to grasp those concepts that mm-hmm. we make choices and decisions and God still loves us. Mm. Um, 
but we need to stop doing those things. Mm. And so it's a, it's a, it can be very, very touchy, mm-hmm. but um, we've got great conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm very close to my family. So yeah. we all live in a probably two mile radius. Wow. <clears throat> so we're all very close knitted and um, I spend, I probably spend most holidays with family. Yeah. Um, so my mom was raised Baptist. Like I said, my dad was raised Catholic. Okay. So those two came together. Those two came together and collided. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, funny story, when my mom was pregnant with me, my dad was in the military and um, my mom gave birth to me alone. Mm. And my mom told my dad, uh, my name was supposed to be Terry. Mm-hmm. And my, my grandmother, my dad's mother wanted me named Teresa. Because oh. that's a very Catholic name. Uh-huh. And my mom made my dad promise, if I die in childbirth, her name will be Terry and not Teresa. And that, that's what stood? And that's what stood. <laughs> okay. So, so you, Terry is Terry. So Terry's, Terry's not short Terry's for anything. not short for anything. Okay. So it's just Terry. But it's just kind of funny. Those worlds collided. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, a few years into their marriage, found Jesus mm-hmm. in the Baptist church and oh, wow. was saved and baptized mm-hmm. and kind of... Uh, stepped away from the Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And so we as kids, kind of funny that you said have I processed all of that, we as kids were their kids, not my grandchildren mm-hmm. growing up. So there's a lot of craziness that goes with mm-hmm. pe- unbelievers who get yoked mm-hmm. or believers from different right. s- different denominations or different religious cultures that yeah. get yoked and get married. Yeah. There's a lot that goes on there. So yeah. Those um, roots run so deep. They do. Yeah. They do. So, But again, we're, we were raised and, and both of us came to know Jesus very young. I was um, saved at eight years old. So okay. I laugh because people will say, you know, what if I don't have a story if I got, you know, mm-hmm. if I got saved so young? And I'm like, oh, don't you worry. There's time. There's time. You're going to have a story. <laughs> so let's get into the story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your childhood home, um, we have a good picture of yeah. that. And then you're going out into the world. You're getting into school. Mm-hmm. What what was life like for you? So I um, went to college. I went to Akron U for three and a half years. was studying to be a teacher. Um, I had a boyfriend, a serious boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, and he proposed. Okay. And um, so right out of high school, um, right into college, going to school and college, and then this boy I was dating for quite some time, and um, I said, I'm going to get married. And my mom said, are you sure you want to get married? Wow. We don't know much about him. Can we? And I was like, no, I'm in love. I'm going to get married. So wow. I quit school, and I got married. I was married at 23. Okay. And... Um, he was former military, came out of the military. We got married. We were married eight months, and I was divorced at 24. Wow. Yeah. So he came home one day and said, I don't think this is for me. Hmm. And I was shell-shocked. Really? <clears throat> so this wasn't something you, like a culmination of events? Nope. This was, I come home, he came home from work one day and said, I just, I think we've made a mistake, and I don't want to be married anymore. Wow. So being raised in a Christian home, being raised in a church where marriage is a serious thing, mm-hmm. I was completely devastated. So um, we filed for disillusionment. We had no children, thank God, mm-hmm. um, because that would have been hard mm-hmm. um, at 24. Yeah. And so then I waited. Um, I jumped into church uh, at the chapel. I was, I was attending the chapel the whole time, but I jumped into their singles ministry and started mm-hmm. leading Bible studies there and really enjoying the fellowship of other people and digging in deep. And um, I remember my mom encouraging me to go to a divorced care mm-hmm. class. She's like, you need to do this. And so they have one at the chapel. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped in first night, walked into the room. I'm 24. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the room is over the age of 50. Mm. And they're like, here's your name tag. Put your name tag on. Come over. We're going to have coffee. And I'm like, where's the bathroom? Mm. Gone. Gone. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So intimidating. So overwhelming. Yeah. So ashamed. Mm. All of that just culminates when you're like, okay, what did I do? Like, mm-hmm. why did this happen? So. That was were you able? Were you able to talk with people about that? Like you said, you kind of jumped right. I don't know. I started leading Bible studies. Like, I feel yeah. like there was a, a maybe a window of things there that, like, communicating that to people. Sure. Even like, I don't think at, at at 24, I can honestly tell you, I was more ashamed of it than anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that came from just what I had internalized as a kid. You know, you've messed this up, mm. and so you're 24 and now you're divorced. Mm-hmm. So. Um, 
yeah, so I think we, as, as you know, we stack things. And we just start to stack stuff on top of that. So I kind of buried that pretty deep. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I told people about it if I met them yeah. and they asked, you know, well, tell me about you. It wasn't like I wasn't okay. telling them. It was just I don't think I ever processed it okay. very healthily yeah. at 24. So yeah. I don't think that the word counseling was mm-hmm. something that was thrown around very much Mm-mm. back then. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, met other people, met a guy. Okay. And um, thought, okay, we'll see how this goes. And we dated and dated for about a year, maybe a year and a half. And he proposed. And my mom, again, is like, are you sure you want to get married? Like, are you sure we don't know much about him? And I was like, Mom, I met him in church. You know, he seems to have a really great uh, grasp on Jesus. We attend church together. Mm -hmm. Um, We've only had a few arguments about different things, and you know, I, th- I think this might this might be the one, you know. And talked to mom and dad dad about it, and so um, had a small second wedding and got married, and realized uh, probably about six months in that I was involved in a very verbally abusive relationship. Mm. Um, not, no physical abuse. Mm-hmm. I've never been physically abused. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Um, but a lot of mental and emotional and verbal abuse. Wow. Um, so uh, I was determined to make that work. Mm-hmm. And so um, we got pregnant. I miscarried. Okay. Wow. That was very devastating That's for me. to mm-hmm. handle at once. Yeah, and so um, I was 28 when we got married, um, miscarried. He really, it was very callous the way he handled my miscarriage. He was like, you'll be fine. It's mm. going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Mm. Um, and so I was caught off guard by that. Again, a lot of a lot of verbal abuse, a lot of if you don't do things the way I want them done. And, and just so I was really trying hard to be the firstborn good kid, Um, you know, follow the rules, do what you know Mm -hmm. you need to do. And it sounds like he's laying out some rules. Yeah, there were a lot of rules, a lot of rules to follow, impossible things. Mm. Um, Then we get pregnant again, and I am super excited. Things are going really well. Um, Eight months pregnant, and he comes home from work one morning. He worked night shift, and he said to me, I need to tell you I've been having an affair. Oh, my gosh. And I just remember, like, my whole world, just like, I'm like, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm. I'm eight months pregnant. Yes. I'm, I can't see my feet. Mm. And you just laid out this giant bombshell on mm-hmm. me of, I'm having an affair. And I remember the anger coming out your okay, own anger? my own okay. anger furious and then of course that was retribution on him and then there's anger from him mm-hmm. and so I remember leaving the house and going directly to my mom's house and just sitting in the chair and sobbing and I've got this huge belly you yeah. know and I'm thinking to myself what am I going to do what am I going to do what am I going to do with this? I've got this baby on the way. It's a little mm. girl. You know, I've got this nursery I've been working on, and mm. I've got clothes that I've washed, and she's dreams. Due. Like, she's due. Visions, yeah, the dreams. All of those things. Yeah. together. A baby is going to help draw us together. Exactly. It's going to All of Like, this away. is going to help all of this. Mm-hmm. And and um, I remember saying, well, um, we need to go to counseling. Like, we need to get into some counseling. And so he's very against it in the beginning, and... Um, was he seeking help? Was he seeking? Okay, keep yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, it, no, not at all. He he wanted to do what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it, and he didn't care who was hurt by it. Wow. So, there was a culmination to all of this, and it's a very it's a very hard story. Um, but um, he is a or was a um, law enforcement mm-hmm. agent, um, and so we had had an argument about something, and again, very verbally abusive. And I remember being very upset in the car, driving down 76. And we're in the car together, and he's yelling at me at the top of my lungs. And I'm like, pull the car over, I want out. Mm -hmm. Pull the car over, I want out. And he pulls the car over, and he stops, and he pulls his gun from under his seat. 
And he points it at himself and he says, do you just want me to do this now? Why? And I jump out of the car and I have my cell phone in my hand Mm -hmm. and I call my mom and I say, can you come get me? I'm on the highway. Wow. And my phone dies. Oh my gosh. After I had said to her, my ex has a gun and I need you to come and get me. My phone died. Wow. And I am like alone on the highway with this man and a gun. And my mom immediately calls the cops. Wow. Which I'm thankful for. And is this the department that he works for? It is the department that he works for. Okay. So they show up. Uh, a few hours later, actually, we ended up back in the car, back at our house, and they come to our house. And so long story short, that was kind of like the straw mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, I... I need to find a way out. And that was my window. For safety's sake. For safety's sake. Was your child born at that point? No. Okay. So fast forward a few months, I go to the hospital. We have a beautiful baby girl. Um, I don't know if you know much about the system when you are in a situation that's abusive, but one of the things I ask you in the hospital when you're pregnant and when you have a baby is, are you in a safe situation? Mm. But they did it while he was sitting right next to the bed. Mm. Hey, are you okay? Do you Mm. need any help? Is there anything going on in your life that we can help you with? Are you in an abusive situation? Is there anybody in your life that's hurting you? And he's sitting right there. Wow. Yeah, that's not a space that's going to be And I smile really big and I go... I'm great. Mm. Knowing full well that I got to go home with this man. Mm -hmm. So a few months, she was about six months old, brought my beautiful daughter home, six months old. And he came in the house and he's still seeing other women. We're going to counseling. Mm. The counselor says to me, I can honestly tell you he does not want to change. Okay. There's nothing that we can do. Slightly um, the most devastating thing to hear, but also maybe the most freeing thing to hear. Yes. And I said, okay, well, that makes me know what my next steps are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he comes home one day, and I said to him, I'm done. And he said, done with what? And I said, this. And he said, okay, what are you going to do? And I said, I won't be here when you wake up and either will she. Mm. And he goes, fine. I don't care. Wow. And so in a few hours, I packed everything I could into my Ford Taurus, (laughs) (laughs) four door car, everything I could Mm -hmm. and put her in the middle Mm. If we would have been hit by a bus that day, we would have bounced off. I'm just telling you, everything was just surrounded her. She, all I could see was her little head mm. in the car seat, surrounded by everything. And I drove home to my mom and dad, mm. who opened their door to me. And she and I spent the next five years living in one bedroom together wow. where she had a crib and I slept on the floor. Wow. On a mattress. Um, and went through hell. Wow. Through the system. And through visitation and through battles of custody and through all of that. Power moves and And just divorce Mm -hmm. and finalization. And I remember sitting on the floor one day saying, God, I don't know what you're going to do with this. Mm -hmm. But you better use it for something big Mm -hmm. because this hurts. Yeah. So with that foundation, the roots that we talked about, your genuine faith that mm-hmm. you had, let's kind of think through that story from that lens. Like, how do you maintain that faith if you're willing to share the ups and downs yeah. or the the steadiness of it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, share there are this. definite ups and downs. Um, I found a great Christian counselor, okay. great Christian counselor straight away, um, and she was phenomenal uh, at just reminding me of something that I try to remind all the moms I run into and anything that I'm involved in, that is God loves your children more than you do. Hmm. Which as a mom, think about that, Audrey. Okay. Think about the first time they place that baby in your arms. Mm -hmm. 
God loves them more than you do at that moment. Wow. Yeah. That's mind-blowing yes, to a mom. absolutely. You cannot... Unfathomable. No. Like, my blood is in her mm-hmm. in her veins. Your blood... Like, it's... Okay, Lord. Like, that's serious. Like, that's God's blood in mm-hmm. my veins. Mm. So Jesus loves her more than I do. Mm-hmm. So I remember her telling me, you know, you cannot be there when she is with her dad, and you cannot mm. be in those moments... But God is always there. Mm-hmm. And some days, that was all I had to hold on to. I often think about the hem of the garment in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And some days, that's all you do. Yeah. You're just holding on to the hem. Clinging. Cling, yeah. Like nail. Like your nails are embedded in your hands because yeah. you're clinging so hard to yeah. that garment. Yeah. yeah. So. <clears throat> okay. So recovery mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And um Creating your own independence and creating a a stable ground to walk on Mm -hmm. with your daughter. What does that look like for you? And through your church family, like how did your church come around you and your your private life with Jesus? Yeah. Uh, I went back to church at Acro Baptist Temple, jumped back in because now I've got a little girl that I want raised to know that Jesus loves her no matter what happens to her family, um, no matter what happens to her mom and her dad. Um, and thankfully, you know, with my parents being so close and living with them for several years, um, five years to be exact, five, mm. five and a half, um, I was able to really get her connected, which was my whole goal. I have a foundation. I knew who Jesus was. I knew he would never leave me, but I wanted her to know that because mm-hmm. now she's living in two homes mm-hmm. and she's going back and forth. And so there's all of that turmoil in her world. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and there's abuse. There's verbal abuse mm-hmm. in her life now. Mm-hmm. And so things that I know I can't protect her from, conversations that she would have with me. I remember sitting in the church parking lot and she said, Dad told me you left. Mm-hmm. She's five. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. that's a true statement. Yeah. <laughs> But that's big people stuff. So yeah. let's talk about that yeah. with daddy. Daddy and mommy will talk about that. You don't have yeah. to worry about that. So really jumping back in and getting surrounded by women. I worked in the nursery at the church. I worked in the um, children's departments. Just getting surrounded by other moms who mm-hmm. knew my situation and would come around me and go, you know what, you're going to be okay. I remember one time getting a – I got a gift card in the mail for pizza. Mm. And I was like, we could have pizza tonight. Because wow. I'm a one-income family sure. now. Um, and I was able to, around six years old for her, buy a house. Wow. I was working full-time, and I bought a house. And it was only by the grace of God. I had some money that had been given from a settlement of an accident. And I had $10,000, and I was able to put that down in payment. And that was all I had. Like, I was, that was it. Mm-hmm. And the house was an answer to prayer. I don't know how many... Um, answers to prayer like you have time for but yeah. I'm just telling you <laughs> I would pray for the craziest things um I remember praying for a car mm. her and I were in a minivan at the time and I remember praying for a car and I remember going Lord I've got this two options and you need to tell me which one to take and I remember looking at my daughter and saying what color car do you want mm. And she said, red, mommy. And so I called my friend who was selling cars at the time, and I said, hey, I know you said you've got a couple of cars. What color are they? Mm-hmm. And he goes, this is the craziest thing you've ever asked me. And I'm like, no, just really just tell me what <laughs> color it is. And he's like, it's red. I'm like, just get the papers ready. Yeah. I'll sign it. He's like, you haven't driven it. And I'm like, that's okay. I know. Only God knew. Yeah. I prayed specifically, mm-hmm. God, if this car is red, and this is the one you want me to have. Mm-hmm. Because I have no way to know which one you want me to buy. Uh, that communication with God, where you're not just saying, like, God, make something work out. You're specific. You're listening. You're you're just open to what he has in store for you, whether it's through the voice of your child, through affirmations, confirmations, things yes. like that. Talk more about that. Give us some yeah, more of those miracles. There's more. There's so many more of those. I, I moved into this house. I, first of all, we saw this house. This house was a repossessed, re, repossessed house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a mess. It was a train wreck. Mm-hmm. The woman who lived in it left the water running in the basement, so it smelled like mildew. Mm-hmm. She'd let the dogs and the cats ruin the carpet. So my daughter actually called it the stinky house. Mm-hmm. Mommy, do we have to go to the stinky house? And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we're going to unstinky it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the house we're getting. Mm-hmm. So... Um, 
it came down to inspection time for this house, and I'd put a bid on it, and I was first in line, and there were three cash buyers behind me. Mm. And I remember saying to my realtor, I'm like, this is it. This is all I got. I got $10,000. That's it. I can't mm-hmm. give you any more. Well, the guy who came to inspect it said, you need to put in a whole new sink. The woman had taken all the spigots off of the sinks. She took all the spigots off for whatever reason. There was no no spigot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you got to fix this before I can pass it. And I said, I don't have the money to fix that. Yeah. It, it was a, do you remember the old galvanized steel counters? Yeah. It was a one piece. And all of that was coming out. We were going to put a new cupboard in, but I was going to put a whole new faucet system in. And so I'm like, I looked around, and just the faucet alone was three hundred dollars. Just to put just on to put for it, an just inspection. for the inspection. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do this. So I remember sitting in my car outside of the house, going, Jesus, you know what I have. You know how much money I have. If this is not the house for me, mm-hmm. then you're going to say no. And I went back to the realtor and I said, I can't fix that. If this is the house God wants me to have. He'll make it happen. And about an hour later, he called and said, the guy said, you know what? He knows you're pulling it out. It'll be fine. We're going to walk with it. Mm. Okay, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Like, all of the things that happened were just amazing. I needed a refrigerator, and I needed a microwave. Lord, I need a fridge and a microwave. Mm -hmm. I need them bad. I don't have money. My phone rang. One of my, well, my dearest, bestest friend. She said, hey, you know anybody needs a fridge and a microwave? <laughs> Get out. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. She's like, what are you talking about? What's wrong? I'm like, I need a fridge and microwave. Mm. She's like, well, why didn't you say something? I'm like, I didn't know you were giving them away. And, and well, and you could say, I did. Yeah. I, I like, said it to my, my heavenly God, father. I asked Jesus. And yeah. he provided a fridge and a microwave. And when we left that house, that microwave and fridge were still there. And we lived there 14 years. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like, Jesus has met me Mm -hmm. in every crying fit. Mm -hmm. He's answered all of my prayers one way or another. Mm. Some of them have been new, Mm. and some of them have been, yeah. And some of them have been more than I asked for. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, I mean, the, I, my soul is satisfied in these pieces <laughs> of your story. Thank yeah. you for sharing them. Mm-hmm. I do want to hear more, though. What's the, what's the continued journey, yeah. the redemption, and, yeah. and further into it? Well, one of those blow-you-out-of-the-water prayer answers was my husband, mm-hmm. my current husband. Um, so I prayed for... 12 years. Mm. And some nights, Audrey, I would say the prayer, Lord, I just want someone to share my life with who loves you mm. and will love my daughter mm-hmm. the way you love us. Mm. And I would go to bed and I would wake up at two in the morning and go, Jesus, I changed my mind. I don't want anybody. <sighs> Jesus, I don't want anybody. I changed my mind. Take it back. Erase, erase, erase. I don't want it. Forget it. I'm never doing it again. <sighs> So it was a long journey of learning to trust that God has a better interest in what we want Mm -hmm. than what we understand. I often describe it as picturing yourself planning this vacation. And you can plan the vacation to Disney, Audrey, Mm -hmm. or you can ask the travel agent to plan the Disney trip. Mm -hmm. And the travel agent's trip is going to blow you out of the water. (laughs) Your trip is going to be, okay, guys, we're having mac and cheese tonight in the hotel room in the microwave, you know. Plus scraping and striving and trying to figure it out and looking through references. I've never been there before, so I'm going to try and figure it out versus someone who has gone before you. Already has all of those Mm -hmm. things at their fingertips and knows and is ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, just praying, you know. You know, Lord, I just need you to be in all of this. And so um, my best friend, uh, Jen, who is now home with Jesus, mm. she's been there uh, two years in February. She had mm. multiple sclerosis. She was with mm. me through all of this journey and just an amazing prayer warrior. But I remember her praying with me about finding somebody. She calls me one day and she says, hey, I need you to talk to my husband. And I actually went to school with her husband. Mm. I graduated from Doylestown in a small little community. And um, I said, no, I'm not talking to him. 
And she's like, why? And I'm like, well, when I want to talk, when he wants to talk to me, something's really going on. And like, I don't know what he wants, mm-hmm. you know? And we laughed about it. He's like, I met this guy. And I said, no. Mm. I said, you fixed me up on a blind date in high school. <laughs> and, and it I was the worst blind it. date of my life. <laughs> it was horrible. And he's like, that was high school. I'm like, yeah, no, not happening. I don't want to have dinner with anybody. And he's mm-hmm. like, but he's a really great guy. Mm. He's been divorced. It's been about six years. I told him you were a cheerleader in high school. <laughs> he can't wait to meet you. <laughs> oh, that's a great sales pitch there, bud. And I'm like, it's I'll, been a couple years since high school. <laughs> you've known me 30 odd years and that's what you tell him? <laughs> of all of the things. He's like, and I showed him your picture on Facebook. I'm like, you're stalking me on mm. Facebook with a man I don't know. We have a problem. I go, coffee, off coffee. Mm-hmm. Off coffee. That's it. Coffee. <laughs> so he's like, um, he's going to reach out to you by Facebook. And I'm like, perfect. So that started our Facebook journey, mm-hmm. our dating journey. So my husband, who everybody knows as Duffy, um, started messaging me. And his given name is Ralph. And so uh, he's like, my friends all call me Duffy. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I have no idea, but all right. <laughs> so we met for coffee. <clears throat> and I can honestly tell you, Audrey, from a single mom, this was another answer to prayer from God. In today's society, when you are a single parent and you have children, you're very cautious of who you bring home. Absolutely. Because people will date you for your children. Really? Wow. And I have a daughter yeah, with beautiful curls and big mm. brown eyes and smile. Mm-hmm. And she's 13. Wow. So I said coffee. And the only reason I agreed to coffee was because my husband was a soccer ref and he had been background checked. Mm. And I knew at the time mm-hmm. that he had to be fingerprinted and background checked mm-hmm. in order to work with kids. Yeah. So that was huge on my list. Like, this needs to be a safe person. Absolutely. Like, there's a lot of people out there that aren't safe, and I needed to be safe. Right, even to bring them into your realm for a full meal. Exactly. (laughs) Like, Like, that was huge. Like, to have a conversation. I don't know where, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know, and you just don't know. And so I was like, Lord, you need to make this very clear to Mm -hmm. me that this is who you have for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had coffee and it was a great, great blind date. It was a lot of fun. Um, he was about 15 minutes late, but he texted. And I knew the owners in the coffee shop because, again, it's in Doylestown. And mm-hmm. I said, who does that? Like, who tells somebody they're running late? Like, mm-hmm. wow. And uh, then we had an ice cream date. And before the ice cream date, I called my friend Jen. And I said, oh, my gosh, I'm so panicked. Like, I didn't tell him I've been married before. At the date. You, that didn't come up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it didn't come okay. up. Like there was no conversation about yeah. like your past. Yeah. And I wanted to be very open and honest mm-hmm. with people. Like he knew I had a child, but I I didn't know that he knew I'd been married twice before. Sure. And those are things that I carried like very shamefully. Like who's going to want to date somebody who's mm-hmm. been married twice, divorced twice, and has a child? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of shame wrapped mm-hmm. up in my psyche of that. Even even through counseling, like you you can't control those things, right. you know. And and I had to learn that as you grow, there are things people do to you that you have no control over. Mm. And that was one of the big things for me. Like, I had no control over yeah. those things. Um, I have responsibility in them. Yes. Um, but I don't have control over them. And so John was like, you just have to tell him and just don't, like, just, just don't hit him with it too fast and too hard. And so... Um, Ice cream was the second date, mm-hmm. and I got an ice cream cone, and he got a milkshake. And I remember we took a walk while we were eating ice cream, and so I'm like, I, I just need to let you know about my past. Mm-hmm. And he let me, like, blow it all out, like, mm-hmm. blubber it all out, like, all of the nooks and crannies and things. And at the end, he said, yeah, I knew that. Oh. Bill told me. Oh. And I went, you just let me go through all of that? And he's like, well, you apparently wanted to tell me, so oh. I was just going to let you do it. So we laugh about that. He knew beforehand, which mm-hmm. was another thing that I thought was really cool that he God did. Up. He, he was, showed up. He was there, yeah. and he was He wanted to you. know who I was and not use what I'd been through as my standard. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And you said that he had a divorce in his past as yep. well, so there could be some compassion there yep. and understanding that yep. he came to the table with also. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then, I mean, was this a... Uh, uh, stars in the eyes kind of thing yeah, or was it, it like it, yeah. five ten years like let's no, really make sure no we we wanted to wait for he's got two kids um we wanted to wait for his youngest to graduate high school before we got married and so she did that so we got married in 2015 um so we were together uh let's see we met in 12 13 14 15, so three three years mm-hmm. and then married in 15 and we've been together since 15 mm-hmm. um and so I got to have more kids, which was really cool. I've got these two mm-hmm. bonus kids, um, which has been fun. But navigating blended family is always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So that's been fun. Um, and so, yeah, you fast forward to um, just part of the journey of, you know, blending a family together. Um, as I like to say, blenders hurt, and it hurts some mm-hmm. days. Um, but we've got a fantastic crew. Mm -hmm. I am not just a bonus mom. I am a bonus grandma now. Mm -hmm. So we've got littles too, which is a lot of fun. But Mm -hmm. God has walked us through so much. And my husband um, was, was, if you ask him, he'll say, I wouldn't have been married. I wouldn't have been ready to to be with you sooner than when I met you Mm -hmm. because I, God was fixing me too. Mm -hmm. And God was working on me too. Mm -hmm. And um, and so that is a huge thing. And my husband is so gracious with my trauma and my triggers mm-hmm. and my past that um, there are things that could pop up at any given day and any given moment, and he will watch me spiral out of control, and he'll just put his hand on my leg and go, come back. Mm-hmm. We're right here. Be present with me. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's walked me through uh, custody and arguments and fights and mm-hmm. um, all of the crazy he's walked us through my daughter going through high school mm-hmm. and 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 just there's just been so much but God has always been the center and mm-hmm. we promised to God when we were married not to each other and that was a covenant that we made to Christ mm-hmm. and so that is actually written on our bathroom wall in Sharpie marker Oh, really? I'm a Sharpie marker scripture girl on mm-hmm. the bathroom wall. Mm. So we've got scripture on our bathroom walls mm-hmm. written in black Sharpie marker because those where you spend most of your day yeah. is getting ready in the morning in the bathroom by your sink or mm-hmm. showering or all of the other things you do in the bathroom and yeah. it's right there on your walls. You and so stare time. Yeah. To absorb that in. And so we, we are very, uh, and we have plenty of arguments and plenty of disagreements, but one of the things he always says when we're done is, I feel closer to you. Mm. And I go, you're crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah. What a healthy, yeah. uh, and thank God for that healthy, yes. secure, yes. these words that you're saying that he gives to you, the yes. hand on the leg, the reinforcement yes. versus the division or the divisiveness. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that is certainly what you needed. Yeah, so God just really laid on our hearts very early coming to grace and how we found grace was really, it was a total God thing. Uh, We've been taking the girls to churches and I wanted the girls to get plugged in and we ended up in the lobby at Gent um, after we'd gone to Medina East one day Mm -hmm. and our girls did not like Medina at all. They were very upset with us that day. Can't believe he took us here. It's not the same. Mm. And I'm like, okay, we'll go back to Jet. Mm. And so we showed up in the lobby and my husband had been saying, we just, we need to be praying about where God wants us. And we walk in the lobby and there's a guy he graduated high school from who he hasn't seen in 30 years Mm. standing in the lobby. Mm -hmm. Plus this guy's girlfriend who he also went to high school with. Mm -hmm. Plus the girl that we sold our house to, my house to when we got married and bought a house. And I just looked at him and I said, so are we home? Does this feel like home? And he went, I think we're home. Yeah. And so our goal was to get the girls plugged in first Mm -hmm. because they needed the foundation. Uh, And my daughter, Rach, plugged in really, really fast. Um, and Jess was old enough to kind of do her own thing, and she found her own church in her own way mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they're all back now, mm. which is so cool. But we really wanted to get involved in um, First Impressions, and we jumped in there. And then I just really, God really laid on my heart um, sex and marriage. Mm. And so that's where I landed. And so um, I remember my husband saying to me, you know, when I'm divorced and I've been divorced six years, all I really wanted was a hug. Mm. Like that, that, 
that touch is so important mm-hmm. to men and women. And when you're single and alone, mm-hmm. how hard that is. But when you're married and it's not happening, mm-hmm. how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And so God really just pressed upon my heart. You've been there. You understand. You know how hard this journey can be. I want you that that's where I want you to dig in. Wow. And so that's where I jumped in. And so when I got my job at Grace with Pastor Robbie, Passion Pursuit came up and I said, I think I can do that. Can you explain a little more first of all who Robbie is, yeah. what that means, your oh, job, yeah. and mm-hmm. then what Passion Pursuit is? Uh, I work for Pastor Robbie Nylinger here at Grace. He is the pastor of marriage and care. I left a career in um, the school system as a job at the superintendent's office at Chippewa for 10 years. And then I moved to Wadsworth and worked for the curriculum director for a few years. And then my husband said, I think it's time for you to go part-time. And I went, oh, yeah, (laughs) make me. Um, And so I was uh, blessed enough to jump in in the care department. So he's marriage and care. Um, I focus more on the care end of things. My job encompasses all of the funerals here at Grace. Mm -hmm. Um, I work with our hurting families, and I work with our pastors to either do funerals off-site or Mm -hmm. on-site. I help coordinate that. We've got an amazing team at Grace of volunteers who work with that, and my job is to get life groups involved in Mm -hmm. that when somebody loses somebody. I think you guys have done that before. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we bring people in to love this this hurting family through. Um, and so that's what I get to do. And then the other part of my job is just kind of connecting people through uh, whatever Robbie wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got several events that I help with. Uh, we've got Remember coming up, mm-hmm. and that's a big one in uh, December. So mm-hmm. we do that one. That's a memorialization mm-hmm. for a lot of people to just remember their loved one. Um, so we do that as well. But, yeah, my job is to love people. And I love people, so it's a really cool win-win. Mm-hmm. So yeah. using special gifts and special spaces, yeah. and then you mentioned Passion Pursuit came yeah. up, and is that a study that you are leading? Yep. So Passion Pursuit is a book study that um, Julie Slattery wrote, um, and I have taught that several times now. It's a book designed specifically for sex and marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other one that I have been blessed to teach is Finding the Hero and Your Husband, Mm. which Dr. Julie also wrote. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm in the middle of that one right now with a a group. And so we kind of alternate. But um, yeah, sex and marriage is super important. And just helping people understand that God designed that relationship between a husband and wife um, to really mimic how much he loves us. Mm -hmm. And just... Uh, that's something that we, uh, Duffy and I, have really tried hard to impress upon our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can gross them out in a matter of mere minutes. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. Um, we love challenge that. Accepted. Yeah, challenge accepted. You want, you want, what do you want to watch on TV, yeah. honey? Well, not this. Oh, let's just start making out. Our room gets clear really fast. It's fun. Um, but, yeah, it's just important for people to understand um, that God designed us for these things. And the design was for us and the pleasure in marriage, and he did not have to do that for us. Mm -hmm. Like That was not something that, he didn't do it for him, Mm -hmm. he did it for us. Mm -hmm. So that is just, marriage was something that he just really laid on my heart. Um, My husband jumped into sports ministry as well, so he's very active there, Mm -hmm. you'll see him around. Um, But yeah, so our story is not nearly finished. Mm. Um, We've got grandkids now, and kids out of state, so we've got our son and daughter-in-law and two littles in Alabama. And we've got um, daughter and son-in-law in the nearby in the Wadsworth area with two littles who come. Uh, mm-hmm. And then my daughter and her boyfriend are attending as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's been amazing to watch God redeem and walk me through all of the crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to tell people, um, they say, do you bring your baggage? And I said, I don't have baggage. Mm. I have cargo, mm. and God carries that for me a lot of days. Some days I do like to carry it, mm. but there are a lot of days where I, I'm good with him, and I will say, you carry this. Yeah. Um, uh, in the middle of all of the crazy, um, my mother-in-law uh, passed away, mm. and we as a family started clinging to the uh, word fearless 
because she was a believer. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things, we weren't married when she passed, but one of the things we kept telling her was, you know, you know where you're, you know where you're going, so you can mm-hmm. be fearless in yeah. this journey. And so I have a fearless tattoo, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it is Second uh, Timothy one seven. God does not give a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. but power and love and a sound mind. And um, so that's my verse, and oftentimes I cling to that verse sure. in all of the crazy, and even in day to day some days mm-hmm. where it hits and you're like, okay. I just need to remember, no matter how this ends up, God's got this. Yeah, I'm either going to go home or I'm going to stay here. Mm-hmm. Either way, he's Either got this. Yeah. And it reminds me of what you said that when you, in your 20s, were on the floor and saying, God, yeah. if you are putting me through this, yeah. then use it for something. Yeah. And you are there you're using it through your work at the church, the studies that you lead, yeah. through just your simple marriage, your home, yeah. your family unit is the most perfect place to let those things be used. Which would you have ever thought that, that your home within your walls would have been the space that it is now and the security and the fearlessness versus the fearfulness that may have happened in the past? Yeah. No, you know, I no, you don't. You you don't, and I'm thankful that you don't think that way in the beginning. Um, I have a friend who's going through a lot of stuff right now, and I said, you know, the Bible talks about the lamp into your feet. Yeah. We only see mm-hmm. what the candle can show us. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been in a room with a candle, it casts a big light. Mm-hmm. But if you take that candle outside and you're walking, it only gives you enough mm-hmm. to see where your foot's going to get planted mm-hmm. the next step. I never would have imagined... And, and walking our kids through what they're going to come through mm-hmm. in the next few years. And, and like we were talking with our daughter-in-law, and I said, you know, your children have a greater chance of meeting people from broken families like your broken family. Mm-hmm. So now we've, those, those generations that have come through, mm-hmm. you know, my parents have been married 57 years. Wow. That's incredible. It's incredible, but it's not a rare, norm. Very rare. Yeah. And so, but being able to be there for them and saying to them up front, you're going to have challenges that you can't even imagine, mm-hmm. but God. Mm-hmm. So let's place him at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Let's place him in the center. Invite him in mm-hmm. to this marriage, to this relationship, to the raising of these kids, teaching our kids to pray. You know, our grandson he knows we pray, mm-hmm. and he says, nay, men, <laughs> at the end. And he's learning now to pray mm-hmm. himself and hearing his little prayer. My daughter called the other night, and she said, I just want you to know he prayed for the first time by himself, mm-hmm. and he prayed for you. Oh, and I'm boy. like, God, you you are what this story is about. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about you. And so if I can show that, then... And God lets all of those things slip through his fingers as we go through them in life. Mm -hmm. He knows what's coming. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't do it to us, but he allows those things to happen Mm -hmm. for his glory. Mm -hmm. And if I can, if I can allow that to happen and he's glorified, then when I go home, my job is done. Yeah, absolutely. So So. to continue to use it, how would you, if you were to give our listeners some final thoughts, some final lessons from your story so far, (laughs) what would you want to leave them with? Uh... A really good friend reminded me that I need to let God carry my backpack. Mm. So just give God your junk. Mm. Mm-hmm. His shoulders are wider than yours. Yes. Your stress level will go down. Mm-hmm. I might not bake as much. Um, yeah, you you got to give that to God. And if it's a constant giving, um, and it might be day to day and some days it's minute to minute but you have to give that to him mm-hmm. or you can't move on to the next thing mm-hmm. um, that's a big one right because then you're just piling it on yeah, you're stacking you're just it all on up top again of the other. yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, if if any of thing that I've learned in my 53 years is counseling is a good thing mm-hmm. amen counseling is a good thing mm-hmm. um, find yourself a good biblical counselor we've got resources here at Grace we can help you with mm-hmm. that this is not an infomercial this is just telling you mm-hmm. the truth um, find a counselor that's going to push back and mm-hmm. say have you have you talked to God about that mm-hmm. have you hashed that with God um, I don't I don't ever think it's bad to be um, open and honest with God in any way, shape, or form because you're the one that's going to come out on your knees. 
Um, and he's going to give you people in your path to help you with those things. So I think telling God, I'm hurting, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, um, those are things that I, I tell our girls, you know, I understand. Have you talked to God about mm-hmm. that? Have you said that you're mad or you're angry? Because he can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have emotions, um, but we need to understand that our emotions aren't what we need to live by. Mm-hmm. I've learned that. So there's a lot of a lot of knowledge and wisdom as we grow older, but I think trusting God with all of it is uh, probably the biggest thing. Your picture that you're painting in your head mm. looks nothing like the masterpiece mm. that he's creating in mm-hmm. the end. Nothing. He you know, knows. so he knows he it all. He has it planned. He's got a plan. Yep. Right down to the red car. Right down to the red car. Yes, the red car grocery showing up on Mm -hmm. my porch, $14 in my bank account. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many things that we have asked God for, the house that we're living in, we prayed Mm -hmm. for. I mean, and be specific when you pray. Uh, My nephew used to say, be pacific. Mm -hmm. Be very pacific when you pray because God hears those things. Mm -hmm. And he's going to take what you're asking for and blow it out of the water. Mm -hmm. I mean, my husband is a true testament to that. I asked for... Three or four things, and mm-hmm. I got so much more than I asked for. Mm-hmm. He's a gift. Yeah. Um, and now you get to be a gift giver, too, in your role in the care ministry. I'm sure that you get calls for, I need a microwave, or I have a I microwave, do. or I have a car, I have yeah, a this. I and you do. get to connect those dots in this part yes. of your journey. Yes. It's the coolest part of my journey. People will say, what's the best part? I'm like, I get to talk to people. I get to pray with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you call and you want to pray, I'll probably cry when we pray, but mm-hmm. I do pray. And we talk to God, and we let him know what you need. And we're able to do that. And I'm thankful for our Grace family mm-hmm. who allows us and reaches out to us. We we get, we get calls. I got a mattress. I got a, I got a fridge. I got a microwave. Mm-hmm. Who do, you, who can we give that to? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, that's one of the coolest parts of my job. Mm-hmm. I love that part. Yeah. Well, and I'd love to end with just encouraging anybody listening yeah. that if they have a give mm-hmm. or if they have a need, that's what we're here for. This reciprocity. Don't be afraid Absolutely. to let it be known. If you have a need, mm-hmm. you like pray to God and let your church family let your know. Church family. Because know. then, if somebody is wanting to give, yes. then we have outlets for that. And if you're able to give, if there's something that you were going to toss, like mm-hmm. we can communicate about that. If I'm understanding you correctly, yeah. and make those dots connected. And I know mm-hmm. that there's a very high standard as well, and a really beautiful system that mm-hmm. um, that they do to make sure that that's done well. Um, but encourage you to reach out to the church and to Terry if there's anything within her story that resonated with you I have a feeling you're a sure I'll get coffee with you kind of girl I'll bring the biscotti yes she'll hand make biscotti and bring it to you as well oh I love your heart thank you so much for sharing all of us with all of this with us and our church family is blessed to have you thank you and we're so glad you're here thank you Audrey appreciate you thank you